0: Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks, right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. We're not talking SummerSlam. No, 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 no. We're building up to SummerSlam. Well, that'll be happening by the time this comes out. Oh, great. We're not talking about Bound for Glory. No, no, no. We're talking about Insane Fight Club. That's right, the documentary
1: on the BBC, available on Netflix.
0: Yes, this is all about Insane Championship Wrestling Gets jerked. It's getting jerked right now. We're jerking it. We haven't jerked some quite some time. No nope. time for a jerkin. Yeah, it's a jerk tweet.
1: Nope. Uh, it's a jerk anniversary. Nope. It's a jerk respondent. Uh, no. Our new segment. Uh, th- we've done this for a while. That's right. It's a get jerks episode. Ah, we uh we that's our way
0: of reviewing stuff. we review pay per views, we review uh movies with wrestlers in it,
1: and sometimes uh, documentaries about wrestling. Added challenge today. We're recording in a giant sauna. It's really hot in here.
0: Yeah. Uh which I didn't know what a sauna was until we got in here and started recording. It's this, Scott, it's the room we're in, it's a
1: sauna. Everybody kept saying my pores would open. They are. I can see your brain. You, oh, okay, good. Is that where my pores are? No, no, no. Your pores are on the surface of your skin, but they dilate. Okay,
0: good. I, good. I want to be at full dilation for this episode.
1: You are fully dilated.
0: Yes! So, have you guys seen this yet? It's available on Netflix. We talked about it last week that we're going to be doing this one. Insane Fight Club. It follows Insane Championship Wrestling, which is not a local promotion for most, although for some of our listeners it is. It's in Scotland! That's right. Steve's right here with me. He's uh, just adding more uh, steam to the sauna, pouring more water on the rocks. That's what you heard right there. And what (laughs) here sounded like a gap, but (laughs) you clearly heard steam. uh,
1: Now, Scott, how did this documentary come to your attention? Because you recommended
0: it. Uh, It came to my attention because our international correspondent jerk, uh, Tom Anstey, had actually sent me the link on YouTube uh, for the documentary. Um, a number of weeks back and I never got around to watching it and then when I checked on Netflix recently I saw that it was on there and I went I don't know what helps them more which way of me watching this.
1: I think any sort of exposure is probably what helps them the most. I'm glad you picked it because I loved it. You loved it! I thought it was a great documentary.
0: With a capital LOL. No, loved it. You loved it. Okay. Uh, we'll get into what it's all about later but tell me right off the bat why
1: you loved it. Uh, one i think a bbc documentary sort of usually even though they have a narrator and they're sort of telling you a story and it feels a little bit produced it felt very heartfelt and it looked fantastic they really shot it well and i think overall it really sort of the way they started setting up the pieces is it really felt like it was going to be sort of this story like it really felt victorious they were setting up the odds it was the small-time promoter trying to set up a big show because well, he wants that payday for the wrestlers and he wants a, he needs that payday for himself for his family mm-hmm. and then they also have a like you have a you have the wrestler you follow two wrestlers story to sort of fo- like follow what their involvement is a sort of comedy wrestler and then you have this other guy who's going to win the title it's fantastic it was I was invested my girlfriend liked it she was, she cried oh shit
0: your girlfriend
1: yeah my girlfriend cried at the end of it
0: Oh no. How did your fiance take
1: it? Oh, sometimes I call my fiance my girlfriend. Damn, and sometimes son. I call my, my girlfriend my wife. So I got three ladies on the side who are the same person. Sometimes I call my crock pot my toilet. You know, a lot of people would have just called it a pot. <laughs> your fiance watched it with you. Yeah. The whole thing? Mm hmm. Wow. And she cried. Yeah, she said it was really tough when the, there's a dad at the end who watches his son wrestle for the first time. Yes. and it's But it's like a championship. It's like an old school, like, Attitude Era championship match. It's a bloody beat-down brawl. Yeah, and the guy's, like, just pouring blood, and he gets really busted up, and the dad's watching his son wrestle for the first time. And it's a super epic, gory match. So mm-hmm. it was, like, it was tense.
0: All right. So to give a little context for those who uh, haven't watched it, maybe, like, You know what? I'm just going to rely upon you for all the information. Well, then let's fill in some of these gaps. We're following the owner of Insane Championship Wrestling, Mark Dallas, who, uh, a very young guy. He seems very young. For the owner slash promoter of that company. Really young. But these big dreams, like you said, the... The dreams of wants to work in the professional wrestling business, wants his guys to get paid, wants to be in the bigger and bigger venue and have bigger and bigger shows and have everybody come out to
1: see it and enjoy the show. Yeah, and so uh, I believe they, he's sort of saying they're going to put on the biggest show they've ever done, and the house can fit about 1,500 people. And they, I think they're down, like they say, about 1,200 people or something. Is what, yeah, yeah, like
0: 1,100 because they, once they put the ring in there and yeah. some other stuff that, yeah, it, it knocks they, it well, down. Like,
1: But 1,100, like... For when you're thinking about arena shows or something, it's like, oh, it's not a lot of people. But for this sort of promotion, it's like that's the first step to getting a lot of people. That's their biggest show they're going to put on.
0: Everybody think about your prom, all right? Yeah. Go back to high school. Think about your prom. How many
1: people were at your prom?
0: Probably 300.
1: Yeah. How yeah. many chair shots were there? Probably. Not enough.
0: Yeah. Not enough. Definitely need to be way more chair shots to the principal.
1: Yeah. Mr. Prince- Gallagher. God. <sighs> More like principal Dick, or the superintendent for our overseas listeners. Oh, is that right? I am guessing <laughs> the proctor. No, that's the person who watches you during a test. <laughs> Who's the person who watches you while you have to go pee for a drug test? What well, Scott? What did that? What was that guy's name when you had to take that drug test? Uh, David. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess that's guess he doesn't need a code name besides <laughs> Nark. Yeah, right? David Nark. David Nark. Hmm. Um. So we, yeah, we follow Mark Dallas. We also
0: follow uh, Jack Jester, this really big, bearded...
1: Uh, this is the guy who's in the championship match in the last in the yes. last part of the documentary. His dad is watching him wrestle for the first time. Yes.
0: Um, we see him. He's also uh, very eccentric by normal standards. He's got longer hair. It's shaved on the sides. He does the guyliner stuff. He's got uh, tattoos. Um, just not a conventional... For what he talks about his family, that his dad is accepting of who he is when he thought it's very easily for him to not be. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's an interesting story as well. And he talks about how he wanted to be a professional
1: wrestler, a tattoo artist and a a clown or a clown. And he did all three Mm -hmm.
0: so far. Yeah. So if he has more dreams, he can get them all done. And then we also follow Grado. ah, sweet, sweet Grado. I have heard about Grado for a long time. I've had the uh, pleasure of listening to him uh, on other podcasts and seeing his youtube clips online a fun dude yeah totally
1: and w- wild and weird but not crazily so wild and weird but not grading yeah i think that's what the term you're looking that's for. why he's grade
0: O, not grading yes yeah like a you hang out with jeff hardy one day for a full day and you might go not right Okay, buddy. Okay, all right. I mean, I
1: got I- it. Yeah, you've got onion ring bla- bracelets. Very funny. I wanted to eat those, but now you you touched all of them. Yeah.
0: Oh now it's like an African necklace. Oh great. Then, now it's, it's. And then you
1: say you spend all day with Matt Hardy, and he's like, "Oh great, you you fit a lot of grapes in your mouth." I wanted one of those grapes, but now they've been in your mouth. Yeah, they
0: they're all they're on all your mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've done. No, I don't want your
1: poopy grapes. Yeah, I don't want. Poop. Don't shoot grapes at me through your mouth. <laughs> I, okay, thank you.
0: Yeah, and then you hang out with Gredo. And you have a really great time. You might be a little sauced by the
1: end of it. I think, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I think there was a lot of people drinking during that documentary. I, yeah, I think there was, (laughs) um, I'll tell you this
0: right now. It's a little difficult because I was up really late last night watching this documentary and then I
1: couldn't sleep. So then I watched, uh, Hero Dreams of Sushi. Uh, Oh, the Japanese sushi doc. that I can't yeah. wait till we jerk that movie because that's going to be great. I really wanted to see that. It's really good,
0: but there are parts of it that are combining between the two. So I'm imagining Grado showing up in this really somber Japanese restaurant where everybody's super serious, talking about this family tradition and working hard. And there he is, like,
1: dancing around naked. naked. Throwing sushis into his mouth. hmm Trying to get his hair fi- color fixed. Ah, uh, it's... I would love a combination of that a wrestling movie that takes place in very prim and proper Japan. Steve,
0: stay up all night and don't feel well and watch both together and you can live that dream. I will consider it
1: <laughs> You're swatting at me. No I've just that you oh. swatted at me and it was a very nice breeze. Oh, all this oh yeah
0: yeah well, it's good to have a
1: breeze in a sauna. Yeah, you want them <laughs> um, God, what to cover first? okay got so many things Scott so many things this I, this documentary inspired me. And it's I, only an hour. Yeah, I I was very. I was, this is the shortest uh movie that we've ever covered.
0: Yeah, that other one was pretty short. Uh, card subject to change. Yeah, that was pretty short.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting because card subject to change was about. I wanted to talk about this specifically on the podcast. Was card subject to change was an American based small promotion, sort of following different wrestlers and different wrestler stories, but. Even with the sort of unprecedented access that Card Subject to Change had, yeah. it still felt very guarded. And what I liked yeah. about this documentary so much was the sensitivity and the vulnerability that was there. And so immediately I cared about every person that would be on screen because it was like, hey, this is hard work. And I'm going to show you how much hard work this is. I'm going to show you how scared I am. I'm going to show you what's on the line. And everything that sort of... I feel like a lot of American documentaries short of like wrestling with shadows sort of touched upon like I feel like this like psychological aspect Mm -hmm. beyond the mat taps into that sort of darkness and they (laughs) tap into a little bit, a little bit of darkness and beyond the mat. But then I, I feel like the main thing was this was really about like this is a struggle to put up a show. And like, but it is so important to me. And that, you never, you don't get to hear people say that. You don't get to, and like, it's great to see people planning out matches, but you don't get to like, see people planning out matches where just minutes before they said, this match is so important to me because my father's going to see me wrestle the first time. And it, like, I want to show him how important this is to me. Mm -hmm. The stakes, this documentary functioned like a great wrestling match. And the fact that I gave a shit... And the drama By the main there. event. Yeah. By the main event, you give a shit. You care. Mm-hmm. Like, if the whole thing was a wrestling pay-per-view, the card built. Is that the biggest part of this movie to you? What? The, uh, the dad? Uh, yeah. Uh, guy? No, I think the biggest part was Mark Dallas as the promoter. The guy trying to put it all together. Really? I think so. Grado was trying to get his dog to shake hands. Uh-huh. You know what? Scott, it didn't come to light! Scott, a very brief moment of the film. However... A pinnacle. (laughs) (laughs) Because as soon as you hear, shake, shake, Paw. Shake. Paw. Shake. Paw. Oh, he's saying paw. I say shake. Mm -hmm. In America, we say shake because we want the dog to shake hands. Mm -hmm. I feel like in Europe, you say paw because, well, you're very direct and you just want the animal's paw.
0: I am your guardian, hence your father, your paw.
1: Your paw, please. Your paw, please.
0: Um yeah i that's a really good point about it. not being guarded how a card subject to change was that you just you felt like you're still an outsider, even well, though you could go backstage
1: I think but that's it's the carney sort of closed door like, like but they oh, got- we're only gonna give you just enough to whet your appetite. This was felt like full disclosure
0: well they they clearly filmed stuff backstage and you see little glimpses of things, but that wasn't the emphasis, which was nice the b b c wasn't worried about uh they, they weren't all hung up on uh discussing. Like, oh, look, this is how they put a match together. Isn't that cute how wrestling is done? It was very respectful. Yeah, yeah, incredibly respectful, which was great that that wasn't the focal point
1: at all. And I think, and it's not just respectful of the, it was respectful of the people that they had passion. And I think that's what's important. When you see somebody has passion, that's what makes likeability. Mm-hmm. And if you respect someone who has passion, then you get a very interesting document. But if you're like, oh, well, this is where they put together their pre-planned matches. It's sort of like... Uh, how to describe it? Like if sixty minutes was to do a, a like a article or a, a segment on wrestling, it's always sort of like, of course that it's fake, but these go- the but the blows are real, like mm-hmm. just such horseshit. And this was great because the context was there, the emotional weight was there, the dedication was there. Everything was represented. Yeah, and well, listen, yeah.
0: <laughs> well we we follow Mark Dallas on his journey of what he's going to do. Now, there, i got to be honest. I really like this documentary. There was a part, though, in which I watched this and I really questioned Mark Dallas's uh,
1: business. Um, Oh, the business sense? Yeah, the, his business they sense. They put on the biggest show of their career and then they went and partied the, that night. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He, he's, he talks previously in the Talking Head segments. He's talking about really want to get money, really want to get everybody paid, really want to make sure that everyone can have a living doing this professionally and that everyone feels uh, rewarded for pursuing their dreams and having it become a job. Mm -hmm. And the second that he does that, the second that he makes a profit talking about his autistic son, talking about his family at home, talking about not
1: skimping out and doing all these things, he then fucking blows all this money. You know what? What's interesting about this is that if it was a, if it was a film, I would describe it in terms of like, well, that makes it a very interesting character in the sense that like they have these dedications, but then they sort of like, of course they like it's, he seems like a young guy that you get this, this chance at the, either at the big time or you get that payday and his, uh, his reasoning was, I'm going to like, I wanted to everyone to feel like a million bucks. I wanted everybody to feel like great. I want everybody to feel like big shots. And I feel like that's in a fictional sense. It's like, oh, well, I understand that, but it's kind of tragic in the same way it's different when it's a documentary and it's like, "Oh wow, that actually happened. You got you did make that decision." And that I felt the exact same way watching it. Out of the whole thing that was the one thing that it felt like a knot in my stomach where it was like, "Oh, Ugh. by
0: the end of this he's going to be fucking flat ass broke."
1: Yeah, like that's what I, like I, I was worried. And like they didn't they didn't play it up. They didn't make it morbid, but just sort of there was that there's that sort of spidey sense, that kind of element of like, huh, ah, no, but you, save that money. Like, I don't know if it's if that's age or if that's like or if that's or if that's a timidness on my part or like. But I felt that exact same way, which was like, you set up this whole thing, like the this is to build to the next event. But if and like in a way, I agree. I think yeah, you should party. Like you put on, you set your mind to something, you almost didn't make it, and here you are, celebrate. But not to the point of of going on the dole. Is that right? Is that Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Going on the Bob Dole. Yeah, going, going, going down on Bob Dole. I've never heard the story in wrestling in reverse such as this. I've heard the stories of everybody gets paid, and then the wrestlers blow their money. They buy stupid shit. They buy expensive stuff. Basically, you act like Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Everybody having the Ric Flair story. And then like, oh, I don't have any money. Now I have to go... To Wichita, Kansas, for a Toys R Us meet and greet signing. That's towards. good money.
1: That's Wichita Toys R Us money. <laughs> that's Kelsey Grammer money right there, Scott. That
0: is. That certainly is Kelsey Grammer money, because that's what he did. Mm-hmm. He didn't play a, a character on TV for twenty years. Twice. Well, ten years each, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, ten and eleven, right? I thought
0: he played. He played Fraser Crane for twenty years on television. Yeah,
1: but I thought it was he did ten on Cheers, and then he did eleven on. Uh on on frazier sure 21 then right. um but here's the story
0: of the owner doing it the owner and promoter going yeah here you go i, sp- I spent all the money here you go everybody partied up well, i mean it was they, they could have done that shit anyway they
1: didn't spend all the money but he was saying that he came out of it with less than he thought he was going to and it was like that's a
0: very nice way of putting it, yeah, like, it was oh, like that was a, because there was a fuck. second
1: giant expenditure besides the big initial investment I think it's because they tend to
0: show in this film the way that they put meetings and stuff together is drinking. Yeah, but I think their big creative meeting of how they're going to do some big promotional stuff.
1: We're going to go to a trailer park and rent a trailer and get drunk.
0: Yeah. And they do. And I think there's a lot of fucking footage that they cut out of of all the bad ideas. Because good ideas come rather quickly and a lot of like, yes, that's a great idea. I appreciate what you have to say. Level-headed wrestlers, level-headed wrestlers. uh Uh-uh. There is probably a
1: lot of footage that is just... I think we. what I like about this documentary also was how streamlined it was. <laughs> yeah. And how many train wrecks we didn't have to watch. True.
0: Yeah. It could have... That whole... There's three hours of Beyond the Met in that trailer yeah. of footage that's just somewhere else. Mm-hmm.
1: Just like a lot of... Uh, yeah, I don't want to see someone getting drunk and just like really uh, opening up about all of their secret and dark shames.
0: Now, do you think any of their stuff really worked? Do you think their promotional stuff worked? Because they do these two stunts to get people to show up to the big show. Oh, that's right. They do a, they put a ICW t shirt and cone with ICW logo on it, on a gigantic statue mm-hmm. of uh, some historical figure in Scotland on a horse, like 20 feet up in the air. So they get a ladder, they get uh, like a sort of union work crew outfits, and then look as though they're supposed to be doing this. And then put that up there as a stunt. And then the other stunt being they do a large pillow fight in the middle of this uh, square park. I,
1: I think it does because they were saying that they ended up selling enough tickets. And also they just seem really media savvy. Like the me- like all they had was social media to promote. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? They were they handed out flyers at one point. Grado and Colt Cabana do. But I think it's really like they must do it all through Twitter or through Facebook. Because that's how you do it when you don't have any money. Hmm. I guess so. Would I you, you have bought it,
0: a ticket for either the, one of those things?
1: Um, I'd be more interested in seeing footage or like hearing word of mouth. Like you got to go to this. Uh, I gotta go, show, bro. Yeah. There's a pillow fight. Yeah, and I, they say that it's like we get bigger names to get new people in, but once you see it, you know it's a kick ass show, and that's what I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. Roller derby was like that. I wanted to go to roller derby, but I was sort of like, oh, this is gonna be boring. I went to a roller derby match, and it was awesome, and I was like, I totally go back to roller derby. What
0: big name roller derby? people were there uh
1: the tough cookies what the tough cookies and who did they go i can't remember who they went up against but they won oh it was a good match the finger buffers uh i don't think that's one of the teams they all have like really badass names like Anne frank and stein (laughs) uh
0: well i mean that's just one promoter and scotland i know there are other small promoters around the world Mm mm-hmm that um, are trying to get their names out there And we, we get requests all the time Like hey can you talk about our promotion then,
1: Yeah can I call in or can I talk to you about this promotion And I, I mean I, It's hard to do it Everybody you, once you become just a
0: big fucking famous podcast That has Bully Ray and Booker T And Rockstar Spud and mm. East Slater yeah. Countless other names They want a piece of the action They want a piece of the sound waves mm. They want to get jerked Uh huh <laughs> This is all true. Stop putting your face in the steam pile. (laughs) Sorry. How are my pores? (laughs) I I think they're closed. I don't know what a pore is. Oh, okay. Your butt's open. Uh, Well, I thought I was wearing a towel. (laughs) Um, Well, we're going to give that opportunity. We're going to give the opportunity. We told all the promoters, uh, all the small-time promoters, they can call in, and we're just going to accept one of the... One of these
1: people at random on the phone line and uh, just talk to them and get a word out about their promotion. So here at random on the phone line is going to be a small promoter. I'm going to click them on right now. Hello. Uh, Hello. Uh, This is Curtain Jerks. You're on with a very special Gets Jerked episode of Insane Fight Club. We just wanted to talk to. Never heard of them. Well, we're going to be talking. You're one of the small time promoters. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, sir, please introduce yourself and let us know what your promotion is.
2: My name is Vince McMahon, and I run the World Wrestling Entertainment.
1: Uh, I don't think that's a very small promotion, Vince McMahon. Uh,
2: no, it is not. It is a global phenomenon.
1: No, this. I'm sorry, Mr. McMahon, this was an opportunity for smaller promoters to call into the show and to just sort of, you know... Ply their wares and let sort of people know what their deal was and what they what kind of show they're putting on
2: Exactly. This is a time to come on and crush small promotions. Uh, this is a time to come on and let everybody know there's no better deal than the World Wrestling Entertainment where you can get all of the backlog pay-per-views and additional content on your favorite superstars and divas for only 9$ dollars. And 99 cents. You don't have to buy some sort of strange regional DVD where then you can't watch the content of a bunch of uh, foreign people you don't know what they're talking about. That's all the best in the world
1: from all over
2: the world right in the wwe
1: well mr mcmahon i agree with you but i think at this point See, there you I, go you agree i think at this point the wwe network is a great asset as a digital library but i wouldn't say that your content that you're putting out right now is the pinnacle by any means you just have the most money to spend right yeah that makes me the best that makes me the best not necessarily you're you I, know who the best musical is what's that annie
2: why because it's got Daddy
1: Warbucks in it. But that does He has the most money
2: of any character in all musicals that there are. Les Miserables?
1: Uh, how much money they got? They got, they got very nothing. Very poor. They're they very, very poor. Impoverished. impoverished.
2: Uh, the,
1: the. Cats? Uh, the cats? <laughs> cats don't even have pockets. No, they've got cat teeth, which is currency for some people. I hear it's Bitcoin, but that's mm. not good enough. Uh, Sweeney Todd? Uh, yeah. They're, yeah. They're very poor. They're okay. killing people for money. All right. Well, what about the Book of Mormon? They seem. Oh, affluent? Thinking, oh, until they go to that African village. Yeah, point. Exactly. Until right. they go to so that money calls to great. Ah, uh, Phantom of the Opera. Uh, he lives in a sewer. A uh, underneath an opera house.
2: Yeah, underneath an opera house. That's like
1: that's. I'm like sorry, Mr. McGann-
2: Triple H being rich because he lived underneath WCW. Mr. McGann- He's rich because he
1: plows my daughter. Mr. McMahon, well, I don't even know what we're arguing about anymore. Triple H is rich because he plows my daughter. Oh, Mr. McMahon, that's your daughter. And your son-in-law, for that matter.
2: Yeah, and I pay them well for it.
1: Well, I don't even want to talk about the implications of that.
2: What Uh, is so great about what you're talking about today? Name some small promotion what's so great about it.
1: Well, I mean, there's Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. There's, Uh, uh... insane championship wrestling and i believe out of glasgow well who's there who they got oh they got jack jester i believe they have um uh what's his name um drew galloway formerly drew mcintyre what yeah what do you mean drew 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 galloway drew mcintyre he recently was out of one-man band that's not
2: 90 days
1: what do you mean that's not 90 days Uh, you have a
2: 90-day no compete contract really
1: yeah he is not allowed to compete for 90
2: days.
1: Well, I don't know. He, I saw him on a YouTube clip that he looked like he was kicking some serious ass. I am going to sue him. Why would you sue Drew McIntyre? Because he broke a 90-day no-compete cause. You know what? That's it. Think about it this way, all right? Had he stayed in WWE, he wouldn't have competed for 90 days. Yeah, and that's the way I like it. That's a shame. That's a real shame.
2: I have all the money. I have all the power. I take the greatest wrestlers from around the world, from Scotland, from Japan, from Ireland, and I put them in the ring. And I introduce them to you, and then I never do anything with them again.
1: That's the sign of a very wealthy person who does very little with the, the talent that they purchase. That's
2: you know? right. It's all about Triple H Batista
1: and Randy Orton. Well, Mr. Rickman, thank
2: Americans you. Americans for American wrestling. Thank you, across Mr. the globe.
1: All right, Mr. Man, thank you. As...
2: I'm coming after you, Drew McIntyre. And so is my daughter in Triple H, who I will pay to bone.
1: All right, thank you very much, Mister Van. I you appreciate Your commentary on the promotion game. You are welcome, uh, Scott. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something. Okay. Uh, we opened the doors, and now it's really nice in here. It is. It's it's less steamy. Yeah. It's really like comfortable and pleasant in this room now.
0: Yeah, it's it's like Vince McMahon said what we all wanted to hear. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like he just sort of opened up the doors of truth. How, what a jerk he was. <laughs> yeah, lay off a Drew McIntyre. How fucking crazy is that? Yeah. Well, what, the uh, the 90 days thing? Well, that's a little crazy if that is indeed the case. I hope we're not the breaking news that got him sued for... Of all things that this show is known for, it's math. It is. This is
0: it's mostly math. Um... That yeah, he shows up in his homeland. The crowd goes fucking ape shit. I don't think they knew at all. Clearly, the commentators knew because they had
1: some sound bites ready to go. Mm-hmm. The one man <laughs> band of destruction or whatever. Not bad. They combined a lot of stuff when we so we watched some YouTube clips of, uh, of his re- his return. Yeah, of ICW, and so. He returned while the New Age Click was having a match with Jack W well,
0: Yeah, it was... Well, Jack Chester had a title match, and then there was somebody cashing in on the... Like, he was going to cash in on his Money in the Bank, whatever the equivalent is, mm-hmm. briefcase, and then, like, a, the New Age Click, and others
1: were out there beating the shit out of him to ensure the change of title. I think... Uh, so we almost, we started scoffing at the names where it's like the new age Click, and then also like some sort of money in the bank briefcase and then, uh, the one man band of destruction. Like I'm hearing all these things that remind me of other things. And then I realized like, why, why scoff? You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of people who fucking love wrestling and yeah. they, they want to tell you things that evoke other memories of wrestling. It didn't feel like a ripoff to me. It just felt like, yeah, sounds like people who really fucking dig the hell out of wrestling. Mm-hmm.
0: The soul cold stunner.
1: Oh, the soul cold stunner. So cold. Speaking of which, you're going to go to 7 Eleven and get some soul cold sodas after this. Is that true? Yeah. No, it's not. Come on. I'll hold you up to it. I'll tweet whoa, if we have Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, buddy. Put <laughs> yep. that gun away. <laughs> you don't have a gun.
2: <laughs>
0: but it's nice to laugh without all that moisture being sucked out of the air. Yeah, I feel great. But this is a crazy time for ICW that they. You know this BBC documentary getting shown, uh, it obviously in the UK, and then it's passing around on YouTube, and now it's on Netflix for people to see. And then again, Drew McIntyre Galloway shows up, bringing mm-hmm. him more attention. This is a pretty good time for them, all things considered. That it sounds like got a lot be- of
1: eyes. Yeah, I think this is probably the best time to be an inter- uh independent promoter. I would say just because now you can actually get people to watch stuff immediately. You can tweet it, you can Facebook mm-hmm. it, you can put it on YouTube. I mean, okay, there's there's
0: Booker T's uh wrestling company, uh Reality of Wrestling, mm-hmm. which I've been watching on YouTube. There's Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, which is local to us, and I've been watching that on YouTube as well. Uh, Hood Slam out of
1: Oakland, California. Do you actually watch that? I yeah. haven't watched it yet. Okay. But I know that— Oh, that was Hoods- the was that the That's oh, the Street Fighter. Oh okay, that's okay. the video game stuff they do.
0: So we watch some stuff, but we don't know if they have an official channel or anything like uh, that. Uh
1: Championship yet. Wrestling from Hollywood or is it I mentioned that one. Oh you did. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you got ICW, got Pro Wrestling Gorilla. I think mean, we're naming a lot of stuff from California. I know I am, and so that's a lot of stuff that's accessible right now. And like you're
0: saying, it's a good time to be out there
1: because it's the easiest time to be seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is how people sort of, I, this is how you build your brand as a wrestler and also as a promotion. It's mm-hmm. an exciting time.
0: It's very cool.
1: Oh, yes. thank you, Europe. <laughs> Thank you so much for still having excitement and joy for wrestling. Oh, and progress wrestling,
0: Mm -hmm. which they put a full uh, one of their full shows online as well. Yeah, which is super cool. Uh,
1: This is a funny little tidbit. If you stay till the end of the credits, because it's Netflix, Uh (laughs) and it doesn't, uh, and if you're watching it and it doesn't go into suggestions right away, you know it goes to credits on Netflix. Like, if you enjoyed this, here's three other things, so you don't stop watching Netflix. Sometimes I just, I always choose the little box of what I was watching again because it's like,
0: hey. I'm not done with this.
1: Yeah, I am still. Have, yeah, I do the same thing. I'm like, I need a little bit more time to emotionally decompress from whatever I just want. Yeah, I don't cut off that quickly. Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, uh, were you thinking about turning off your TV? There's other stuff. There's other stuff. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Oh, God. Uh, i got to leave. i got to get out of here. If you're interested in other awkward situations, check. <laughs> uh, so one of the production companies for this BBC documentary was, uh, let me see if I remember correctly. Uh was IWC, Internet Wrestling Community, remember? Really? Yeah. And so it's not Internet Wrestling Community, but that acronym is so synonymous with, you know, people being dicks on the internet. <laughs> so I just really thought that was really funny, International, uh, International Internet Re- Wrestling Community, the IWC.
0: And we're here to pound you dicks
1: into softness. And that's right. Yeah, If anything, I like to think we're the voice of the internet wrestling community. By ignoring the things that they're saying and just coming up with the stuff that we want to say. I think the
0: IWC dicks are too hard and we're soft. And we want to get you IWC dicks soft
1: yeah so you're looking for an iwc middle ground a half mass situation
0: Mm, yeah 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 Mm -hmm. yeah chubsters
1: yeah a couple of real chubsters which is the name of that tag team of cold cabana and cold
0: cabana and grado okay wait this was something that was not covered in the documentary um let's cover it now okay what happened with sabu
1: Oh, so they announced that uh Colt Commando and Grado were going to have a match and that Sa- Sabu and another guy were going to have a main event match. Yeah, I'm it was going to be with against Jack Jester. Yeah,
0: that's what it was supposed to be. It was that tag match.
1: Uh honestly, I'm sure they probably just cut it because it was it would have been distracting. It was Grado's storyline. The Grado's victory was getting to wrestle his, his hero. And so even like the Sabu match and Jack Jester, like probably great, it was probably headlined the card. It wasn't necessary.
0: Do you think Sabu Did come to that show and that match did happen? Yeah, I think so. I thought it didn't. That's what I took away from it. Granted, I could do research and look this up online, but why when I can
1: t- talk about it to the masses? Well, I would think that if he didn't show up, they would have used they would have been so tempted to use the moment of like, "Oh man, small time promotion, one of your guys didn't show up and you've got a big show next month." You know what I mean? You would have built you would have built the story and raised the stakes saying, "Look, people don't show up, you get really screwed." But I think that what you do is you tell Grado's story. Grado got to wrestle with Colt Cabano, his his hero. I thought they would have
0: still told the story of Jack Jester fighting the crazy fuck Sabu, and look at what this means to him. He's going to take this awful, awful punishment for it. Uh, And then his reward is, hey, man, thanks for doing that. That guy's a psychopath. Title.
1: Oh, I I think that they they just need to separate those stories. Like it's it was Grado's moment in the first, like on like the way their their show was set up. Grado's story was first after Mark Dallas's. Right. It's Gredo's v- victory with with Colt Cabana in conjunction with Colt Cabana. Then you split up your like I'm basing this solely on from like an editor's point of view. Sure. Is that you set you separate your stories because you want your victory and like you put your cha- you always put your championship match at the end mm-hmm. unless you're a shitty WrestleMania.
0: Right. WrestleMania with the 27
1: cubes. with the fly with the giant flying cube.
0: Well, that's not the only story that was omitted from all this. Sure. We got to see Grado. Yeah, sure. We got to see some Cole Cabana. Yeah, we got to see all these guys. There was somebody they totally left out of the Scottish wrestling scene. Oh, that's, that's been right. trying to get This guy's ICW. been trying to break in
1: for a while. Mm-hmm.
0: He, fly- he goes all over the place trying to get involved in wrestling.
1: I don't know, Scott. I feel like he takes himself just a little bit too seriously. I
0: mean, hey, we open up the phone lines to small promoters. What's going to stop us now from just letting him wander in here into the lobby, you know? Well, we've all got the way the, up uh, into the sauna area where the doors are open.
1: All right. We've got the uh, the breakfast lounge. I mean, maybe he's in there. Do you want me to go bring this guy in? He's here. I just didn't give him the okay. Let me just check. You know what? Let me check the manifest. I'm checking the manifest. Crudo, I've got Cruddo on the manifest. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I'm going to bring him in. All right, uh, Right this way, please. Uh, have a seat. This is the way. Yeah, right over here. It's good to see you, Philz. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. great to be on the podcast. Yeah, uh, you know, this is a special episode where we covered the uh, Insane Fight Club documentary about uh, championship. Right, I was uh, caught from it. What?
0: I was caught. Really? Yeah, none of my footage made it in.
1: Yeah, I I didn't recognize you from any of it.
0: Yeah, well... I'm I'm sorry, do
1: you hear barking? Yeah, those are my dogs. Have you brought dogs? Yeah, they know how to shake. Oh, wow. Uh, I say shake. Some people say poo. Yeah, us Americans say shake. I understand in Europe people say pa because they... Stop barking! Stop barking! Stop it! Oh, well, you know what? It's okay. it's okay. It's okay. It's uh, okay. Why were you cut from uh, the documentary? Uh, some people don't like my style. Oh, what's what style is that? Serious. You're serious. Oh, wow. You know what? Now that you mention it, I can totally see that. You're a very serious wrestler. I'm very serious. It's what I love, but I don't love it. Oh, you don't love it? You serious? What? You serious? Um, No, I'm serious. Exactly, that's my catchphrase. You serious? Oh, you're serious. Yeah. Yeah. You're serious. I find great inspiration from Grito. Grito's great. He's one of the best. Yeah, he was an amazing wrestler. I didn't know very much about him. and The documentary really made it. He's a real charmer. Like He's he's one of those people who's very charismatic. Yeah, but he's a fucking joke. Uh, I, I don't want to be a fucking joke. I think it's... I think I want to be fucking serious. You you're serious? You're... Yes, I can tell that you are. You serious? Y- yes. You're serious? Yes. See? Is it a question? You're serious?
0: Yes. See? That's how I get you. I pull you in. Are you, you're having a good time. Yeah. You're,
1: you're doing everything. And then I remind you, it's all serious. Oh, so we're having a good time and then you squash that fun. You serious? Yes. You serious? Stop working! So, you know what... But back back to Grado, I think he's a very sort of fun character, and I think that's the point, is that he's sort of a goof, but he's also, like, he's just charming. He's just very charming. I wouldn't let him date my mother. You wouldn't let him date your mother? No, because he's a joke. Well, who would you let date your mother? Like, like what would the alternative be? Then you loose. Well, he's... He's serious. He's very serious. Not a joke like Colt Cabana. No. He's, he's Col- also a fucking a joke. Colt Cabana isn't a joke. He's a serious of course he's wrestler. a joke. You he's, see? A, he's a professional, serious, like he, the profession of wrestling is what he, he does. He's walking around in the middle of Scotland, walking around, and he's just a fucking joke. I'm, I'm sorry,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> Credo is, do you hear a plane going overhead? Yeah, it's, it's my plane. You have a plane? I have a plane. God, you are serious. Land! Land <laughs> a plane! Land it! I, I don't think he can hear you. Oh, I wasn't talking to him in the walkie-talkie. Oh, okay. Well, you know what, Credo, I... Look, I'm fascinated by you being this serious, but I feel like... do, do you You're you serious! I am serious. Do you have to be a little flexible, maybe? I mean, wrestling's sort of such an oddball sort of profession that maybe you need to have sort of, like... Maybe a little bit of humor, or maybe, uh, I, is there, like, do you do very straightforward matches? What are you, Memphis style? Memphis style? What do you got, Memphis style? No, I'm I'm own style. I don't like jokes. I don't like having good, like, laughs. If people laugh at you, they're not
0: taking you seriously. And this is what it's all about. It's all about being serious. Well, Credo, I...
1: I like people to cry during my matches. Really? Yeah, I wanted to be very, very serious with crying. I think you might be on the wrong podcast. This Cheering? is a comedy wrestling podcast. I don't know how much... You're you serious? Yeah, I'm very serious. You serious? This is a comedy wrestling podcast. You serious? I, I am serious. I want you to cry. I I'm, I don't think I'm going to cry. When I go and I wrestle places, I want people to cry. When you what places? Wrestle. I, I wish I could turn on subtitles like... Wrestle. You, uh, listeners, you should turn on subtitles when you watch that movie because sometimes the accents get very thick. I have terrible understanding you. Me, ye, yeah. I, I, think my. Uh, please, what are you? What's wrong with what I'm saying? Tell me, say back to me how I sound. Pizza, pizza, pizza. That's, that's uh, no, all I heard. That's all Americans saw. That's not, not what Americans American sound like. Just, it sounded like all you were talking about is pizza. Well, you know what? This is what you sound like. I'm serious. Yeah, you're very serious. You serious? I don't. We don't say just pizza, pizza, pizza. Of Course you do. That's your Little Caesars. It's your big thing. It's your big America thing. I, I haven't been to a Little Caesars in years. Okay, well, you but they have a five dollar hot and ready pizza. It's in a in like this in a refrigerator that keeps things hot. You're trying
0: to make a joke out of crudo. No, I'm I don't not, appreciate it. I'm not trying to make a joke. I'm getting cut out of everything. I thought this was a platform to talk about Cruddle, serious resonance.
1: Crudo, we are not going to cut you from the show today. We are. We wanted to hear what you have to say, and thank you for joining. Good, cause us. Good, because this segment wasn't supposed to be funny. I don't know if it was. It isn't. I assure <laughs> you, it's not. I'll <laughs> well, stop laughing then. Credo,
0: Credo is a joke. Yes, I think that's the point. Colt Cabana is a joke.
1: Not. but I think he's a professional wrestler. You Zach said... Ryder is a joke. That's probably true. I don't know if they. I don't know if they know. What Drew McIntyre Galloway is a joke. No, he seems very serious to me. Not when he was in a pond. Doesn't he Doesn't even play an instrument? That's not serious. You serious? You don't need a. Ba- you don't need to be playing a band. To know how to rock? He doesn't know how to rock. To, to what? To rock. Oh, to rock. Yeah, he doesn't know. Well, you know what, Crado? I think you're right. I'd like to cut a promo. You want to cut a promo? Yeah, right now. Honestly, I was, You know what, Crado? You're. It, make sure it's at least entertaining because if it's not going to be funny, then our audience is just going to turn off the podcast on us. And it's, this is a very special episode. It's good to be serious. All right, please. You serious, Karado? Will you cut a promo, please? I cut a promo. Okay, I will win. You serious? All right, Karado. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Wait, it looks like you wanted to say one more thing. I thought the dogs were gonna work. Oh, discipline! Let the plane. Use your microphone. Lay in I mean, the use plane. your headphones. I mean, use your lead the plane walkie-talkie. That's what it's called. What am I talking about? Get out of Get out of here! Shoot! Shoot, Crotto! Shoot! get Scott, you're using get. the you're using the podcast broom! Get out of here! Shoot!
0: Oh man. Care for that serious tone of Crotto. That guy was
1: very serious.
0: Mm, he seems to miss the entire point of wrestling. I know. It's just like this universe. A cruel joke. One thing that I noticed that was very interesting during the documentary was Whenever they show these um montage moments of things happening like action in the ring people backstage taking it in and they play the inspirational music whenever they would show the crowd they'd show them in very somber moments that is not suitable for what's happening in the ring that you would think they would show them going like yeah arms up in the air being excited but it was just them watching but not uh, enthralled
1: I, so, I know what you mean. You know mean. what I mean? They went back and forth, though. I feel like there was plenty of times where they were chanting and they were excited, but there would there were not be, in
0: those moments.
1: There were very strange times when they'd cut to the audience, and the audience would just be sort of— Like, they weren't droll, but they would just be staring. Which was, like, I don't know if they were rapt attention or just, like, all facing the same way. It was very, I couldn't, I know what you mean. It was very strange.
0: Yeah, it's like they took footage from the wrong spot of oh, what yeah, was actually like, matching up in that in Someone that was getting
1: into the, an, an announcer was getting into the ring to say something. Exactly. Yeah. That's
0: what it looked like as they're watching and going like, yeah, hurry up.
1: I don't know. That, like, maybe it was an editing thing. I don't think they were, like, cutting away from a really exciting moment to see a lot of really bored people. <laughs> <laughs> Do that. Water it down a little bit. Yeah, water it down. Uh, pick some more droll stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was. I God, it's. I know what you mean. It was very strange. It's at a very strange tone. Unlike Kruto,
0: I thought seeing Cole Cabana and Gredo was. A blast. I'm sorry. Uh, I think there's been a murder. Yeah, I think there's been a. Oh my god! Do you think?
1: credo killed somebody with a serious promo hopefully credo's plane didn't crash he was yelling at the pilot i feel we would have heard that what the plane crash yes i don't think so
0: you don't think so a plane crash yeah no all right well i hope he didn't uh kill anybody he seems to take things way too seriously and while wrestlers want to injure people from time to time here's your receipt depending on your uh your reaction of crudo we might find the answer to that in the future yeah, it might, be, or but it might come back uh-huh. yeah. just like the puppet money in the bank
1: <laughs> oh yeah what's his name i
0: don't know man 962 dollars yeah something like that 932 listeners one of you may know uh, Colt Cabana, them out in the street handing out flyers in wrestling gear. Yeah, I, that I liked. What I a blast.
1: They, I, but that was what they did. I think they did everything was sort of, they do grassroots stuff and they do all the sort of social media promoting. I like it. They, it was very cool.
0: There should just be another documentary following those two around. And I really want to see their matches cause I've heard about their matches together and the, the goofy shit that they do together.
1: What, do you remember the, uh, there was a Colt Cabana, Daniel Bryan documentary. What was it?
0: Oh, yeah, Wrestling Road Diaries. Yeah, I want to see that. There's two of them now. I want to see that. There's one with uh, Luke Gallows and... Uh...
1: Is Cabana in both of them?
0: Yeah. It's it's following him. I think the first one's probably a little rough as far as uh, the camera work and all mm-hmm. that stuff because it's really, really gorilla. And then I think by the time the second one is around, there's huge leaps and bounds and Camera technology. I'd love to see both
1: of those. I feel like getting to see Cabana sort of. Don't you
0: fucking steal it? He talks about it on his podcast. It's anti piracy. It's not. Yeah, but don't take it from somebody off the street. Don't take it from some crooked uh, wrestling fan. Oh,
1: from a guy who's selling it off of a cardboard box? I think that's a worthwhile purchase. Both of those are worthwhile purchases because you know who the money's going to.
0: Yeah. Million Dollar Man. Yeah,
1: Million Dollar Man. Million Dollar Man.
0: (laughs) You mentioned before about Jack Jester, the. The other featured storyline that we see.
1: The number one contender by the end of the film.
0: Yes. The champion by the end of the film.
1: mm
0: mm-hmm. um, And his dad coming to watch him wrestle. He's never seen it before. Um, it, always supportive of him. And then he's there with his mom in the crowd and watching his son. And you really get that feeling of, my God, this is what my son does. And that fear. It's like in Beyond the Mat when Foley's family. Family,
1: yeah, watches. I and mean, It's not so much a, like, oh, I can't believe he's doing this. It's just sort of, like... At one point, his mom says, Oh, he's wearing the new dark contacts. Like, they're <laughs> aware of the world. They see, like, it's kind of like seeing your kid put his, like, uh, what he's going to wear tomorrow for school out on the floor, you know, before you mm-hmm. tuck him in for bed. I, like, I have that feeling, like, Oh, he's wearing the black boots, you know, the ones that we bought him at blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So oh, the, look,
0: someone's hitting our son with a chair, and now he's bleeding from the head.
1: Everything leading up to that, there was context, and they sort of like, I think I know. I think I know. And Jack Jester says, Sort of, he says, two different times like that he told his father like to warn him and it was like mm-hmm. when it looks like i'm getting hurt just know that i'm not or just know that i'm in control
0: yeah that was really cool how they put that together mm-hmm. the music and then those the overlying uh audio of that and then watching his dad watch him and then even admitting there were times when i wasn't okay
1: yeah and i think i would say the the entire thing is worthwhile to watch it's worth seeing that Like, that alone is worth seeing the entire documentary for, is seeing someone do a crazy sort of indie match for a championship, going all out, and then also seeing people who, like, seeing wrestling for the first time being like, I care about this person, they are getting fucked up. Yeah, they do a
0: really good job of showcasing everybody and and giving you reason to care about it, and probably doing a really good job of hooking you into that promotion and going, well, I want to see what else they got going on.
1: If you want to see what else is going on... Maybe you should check this out.
0: Uh, for the listeners at home, Alex Wright, former WCW wrestler, just burst into the room and there's music. There's techno music just blaring.
1: No need to talk about it. I'm sure you can
0: hear it. I, well, i just, I, I'm shocked. I'm really, really shocked. Um, and you're dancing. You're doing your very awkward chugging dicks dance. <laughs> with your thumbs and...
1: No way, man. I'm just dancing, pounding my fist, getting it up there, getting it out there. You dance so weird,
0: Alex Wright. What what are you even doing here?
1: Wearing my maroon trunks up to my nipples and my leather jacket. Just like when I was a spry teenager starting in WCW.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, Alex Wright is here. Uh, I don't know what you want. What's my name? Alex Wright. What's my name? (laughs) It's Alex Wright. Google it i don't
1: No, i know who you are wcw alex wright
0: i think most people probably remember who you are
1: do they what's my name alex wright taking the european wrestling scene by storm
0: uh i don't know about that i think icw's got that covered i think uh grado has that covered i think many many other wrestlers have that covered
1: great i'm available i'm
0: you know what i'm sure you are
1: please my references
0: you have written down your references on the back of, uh, a McDonald's Quarter Pounder with Cheese, uh, carton.
1: Royale with Cheese. This is from Europe.
0: Ah, I see. I just, it's the same sort of print, so I just, uh, I, uh, I looked at that. It says you were in WCW for a number of years. Uh, a number to be TBD, which is to be determined.
1: That's right. Uh, uh... What, uh, it says, uh, you were in... Don't some... trouble yourself reading all the fine print. I think we all know the reason I should be in any sort of European circuit. You, well,
0: it says you are in some discreet films. What That's is, right. What does that mean?
1: Discreet films. It's where you cut a promo over a naked woman. <laughs> <laughs> Can you go into more detail about that, please? Not really. I wasn't conscious. All I know is the evidence when I see the videos.
2: <laughs> Do you know
1: what was said? No.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: All is that, I'm available!
0: Okay, uh, it also says here that, uh. Ooh, boy, I don't know if I want to read this one out loud. It's... Oh, which one? This one? About a van? Uh, this one? Yeah, the, the one about your van. Oh, just
1: skip that one. Go to the next one.
0: Oh, okay. Um...
1: I use that van to change! <laughs> people.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> is this like a human centipede thing? Isn't it?
0: Uh, well, you're... I'm just a wrestler and I'm available! Okay, well, um, to do what? Wrestle! You wanna wrestle? Avita send to
1: your butts! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Does that mean goodbye to your butts?
1: Goodbye to your butts! <laughs> uh, look, I don't know. I love to dance, yep. I love to flip, <laughs> and I love to wrestle. Avita send to your butts!
0: Um, I don't know. If What's anybody... my name? Uh, Alex Wright is available.
1: That's my promo.
0: I don't know who's going to hire you for what. Honestly, we can't give you anything for showing up on the podcast today.
1: That's fine. I'll just take these oyster cackers. (laughs) Look, any independent promotion that wants me knows that who? Uh,
0: oyster cackers.
1: No. Uh,
0: Alex Wright.
1: Is available.
0: I don't know who wants to hire you. You're a lot older. You're in really good shape. And those trunks are getting higher and higher.
1: That's how you keep your breasts dry from sweat
0: (laughs) i wasn't aware of that i couldn't i could have uh used that knowledge the past few weeks in los angeles it has been extraordinarily hot
1: not for me i'm wearing trunks boots and a leather jacket does it get hot in germany oh in the summer
0: oh okay i didn't know if it's just winter all year long
1: at that point we say avidusen to your shirts (laughs) (laughs) well um
0: you're available for bookings?
1: That's right.
0: How can people contact you?
1: You can reach me at alexwright at <laughs> dot.
0: Okay, that's not com. That seems to be something different, something more European.
1: That's right, dot com afterward. Do you want to spell it? No. Okay. Um, it's a very obvious. alexwright at aol.com. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Alex Wright. It's a mirror image site to AOL based off of a German algorithm.
0: Well, uh, okay. What's my name? Alex Wright.
1: That's right. I'm available.
0: I don't know who's going to hire you for what. It seems as though even WWE films, like, they're just pulling from their own talent pool, you know? Sorry. Look,
1: All I need is a little bit of optimism, Steve Sears and Scott Nava.
0: Has ICW even approached you about being in their promotion.
1: No, but I heard you were doing this show, so I thought I'd show up and talent scout myself out there.
0: Do you think you have what it takes to be ICW champion? Well,
1: take a look at this and you tell me.
0: You're dancing spastically and you're sweating and you're now pouring vinegar all over your body.
1: Ah, pickles me just like a German huh <laughs> Um...
0: I'm really confused what that was supposed to do um, as my far as... moves
1: scott Nava, my moves all right that was a move i love to dance i love to flip and i love to wrestle well
0: i hope uh, maybe icw hears this and then uh wants to hire you wants to google you and then and then uh, bring you in thank you maybe you can have a great uh you know series of matches with uh with the drew galloway ooh thank you what Do you have anything to say to Drew Galloway right now? He might yeah, be listening.
1: I've got a few things.
0: I'll feed a to your butts. All right. Okay, okay. we're going to have to ask you to leave and clean up all this vinegar, will you please? That was a large jug of vin- vinegar that you're pouring all over yourself.
2: My eyes burn.
0: Yeah, well, it's it hit the steam, and now it's, it's making sauna steam of vinegar. Ah,
1: my eyes. moonsalt, ah. moon moonsault, moonsault,
2: moonsalt, moonsalt.
1: Moon ah, God, gosh. God, why is it burning in here with vinegar?
0: Because Alex Wright, when he came in here and pushed it out of the way, he poured vinegar all over the place, then it got into the sauna rocks and then now it's... Ah, he's ruined the sauna. That is ridiculous! That is
1: such a ridiculous chain of events! How could it happen on such a special episode?
0: I don't know. In closing, I gotta say, I really enjoyed insane fight club it's a great documentary it's only an hour long
1: very good it's free
0: to you you don't need to pay big bucks to watch this go to a friend's house that has netflix and check it out
2: yeah
0: it's it's worth watching you get a little familiar with grado you get to learn about mark dallas and jack jester it's good stuff and then check out insane championship wrestling on their youtube page exactly go check them out go support them. check out that drew galloway clip yeah cool shit we'll post it on our facebook if i haven't already and uh, check out our other Get Stricted episodes where we talked about other stuff, like Wrong Side of Town. Uh, the uh, Chaperone. That's right. Uh, Knucklehead. Mm-hmm. Ah, boy, yeah, so many. So many Get Stricted and more. Common. High Noon
1: at Mega Mountain with the Immortal Hulk Hogan. Yeah,
0: Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. Oh, that one was a fucking doozy.
1: It was a given. It was a given.
0: Uh, Yeah, where we talked to that stunt man.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, God, we did talk to that stuntman. I stunt really
0: man. enjoy that. Uh, so yeah, so go back, enjoy those episodes. Go listen to Bully Ray last week.
1: We had Bully Ray on the podcast. And then t- two weeks out of SummerSlam, we'll talk about SummerSlam next week. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Booker T on previously. Yeah, so much shit
0: is happening. So much stuff. Man, internet wrestling community, you are lucky that your dicks are getting softened. Softened by curtain jerks. So for curtain jerks... I think I can hear Gruno's uh, dog. Yeah, they don't listen to him They do not listen to him So for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narver I'm Steve Sears Enjoy your wrestling kids
1: You've just listened to another episode of Curtain Jerks on the Comedy Podcast Network Ah,
0: free entertainment Who doesn't love free entertainment? I love it. It's free and I'm entertained. Uh, We don't ask for money. We don't ask for uh, uh, gobs of money. We don't ask for much. You don't need a credit card to ride this train. No way. But we do ask for something in return. We ask that you help us out. Uh, You help us out in the numbers out there in the wrestling world and that you share us. You get on soundcloud.com slash Curtain Jerks, and you follow us on there. You add to those numbers so it increases and other people can see that this podcast is something to jump onto, that this is funny and this is good and that you like it and then you can share it. You can repost it on there, and you can like
1: the episodes and comment on them, too. And when you share it and you repost it, if you had been commenting, everybody gets to see what you're saying. You know what that is? That's publicity. For you, the listener. Yeah, you may get more followers too out of this. Oh my god, it's it's all cyclical. Oh yeah, we make a funny joke, you make a funny joke based on that funny joke, that's called a callback.
0: That's and building on a joke. And then we get super pissed off that we didn't come up with that joke, they're like, son of a bitch, that guy's blocked. Yeah, that guy, I can't believe he made a joke
1: based on our dick joke, he thinks he's the best dick joker. I'm
0: Gold dust blocking him. Yeah. With g- g- Lemueled. Mm-hmm. so you get to do that, and that helps us out. That's huge. So obviously, share this podcast with your friends, and go to YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast. Follow us on there. Subscribe, like us, uh, comment on our videos. you got your predictions videos on there for the pay-per-views. You've got your wrestler pronunciation manuals on there. We even had that JR's Barbecue Taste Test on there.
1: Yeah, maybe you forgot. It was delicious. It's a video-sharing website. Share the videos as we share them with you.
0: Yeah, getting interactive. We want your interactivity. We want to hear from you guys. We like talking with you. As much as wrestling fans don't seem to like to do that,
1: we actually do. Yeah, you know what? Look, I understand when people say the internet and they say wrestling and they think, you know what? Why doesn't anybody ever talk about wrestling on the internet? It's like there's no one's got any comments to make. I think everybody's got some comments to make. You do it on YouTube. Do it on SoundCloud.
0: Guys, Triple H is a phony. He's trying to jump on the internet now with his Twitter and everything. And, and the pretend-
1: WWE Network. He's pretending he's fan-friendly. We are
0: fan-friendly. We're
1: giving you a voice.
0: Let's talk shit on Triple H together.
1: T- hand in hand, guys. Where's
0: that ponytail after all, yeah. Triple H? What?
1: I thought that guy had committed to his character, huh?
0: Yeah. He's a really good guy and it seems like he really knows what's going on, Yeah, he on, seems actually. like he's
1: taking care of that new talent. Ugh.
0: Uh.